Welcome to the Interviewing Artist series. This podcast is dedicated to interviewing undergraduate studio art students at the University of Guelph in partnership with the Juried Art Show and Kaleidoscope Magazine. My name is Colleen Alcorn and I am one of the Juried Art Show or Jazz volunteers for this year's 53rd annual exhibition. Today we are recording in Guelph, Ontario, which is situated on treaty land that is steeped in rich Indigenous history and home to many First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people today. We acknowledge the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation of the Anishinaabeg peoples on whose tradition territory we are meeting on today. All right, so today we have Elena with me. Would you like to do a little introduction and say who you are and a little bit about what your art practice is about? Yeah, sure. My name is Elena and I'm in my fifth year at Guelph for studio art. I also did a double minor in art history and theater studies. And what I've been working on, you know, the past five years is I've been really interested in painting and portraiture specifically. But this past year, I've been exploring how I can introduce painting and theater together so that it's kind of like the act of viewing art is more of a theatrical experience which we've seen before with a lot of performance artists and like I've been really into Janet Cardiff's work lately so that's kind of something that I've been focusing on currently I've been working on like talking about my Judaism and how I can fight anti-semitism by (laughs) making art those are the kind of things that I've been thinking about currently so you say you you like to work with painting primarily. Would that be oil or acrylic or watercolor or what type of paintings? So I used to only work in acrylic until Martin Pierce made us work in oil. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really intimidating at first, but ever since I love it. So I only paint in oil now. Sometimes I'll use gouache or like India ink. I really like ink, but yeah, primarily oil. Can you talk a little bit more about the process that you do with ink? Like, is that like layering it on top of your images or what's that about? Yeah, so when when I focus on drawing more than paint, like something that I really like to do, I do this in my paintings as well, but I, I like to focus on creating things with like lines and just like bold strokes as opposed to like creating shapes with color if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so what ink does is yeah it's it's kind of like you can keep adding and adding and layering and create so much contrast and it's really easy to draw with which is weird to Mm -hmm. say because it's ink yeah but It just go, it applies so smoothly that you don't have to like water it down or use a solvent. Right. Um, So it's so satisfying to use. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I love using ink. So you said you typically do portraiture. Is there like specific people that you like to do or like what makes you want to create a portrait of somebody? So that's actually a really good question because... (laughs) Sometimes people get really excited when they see that I paint a friend or a family member. Mm. And then I'll often get asked like, oh my gosh, can you paint me? Like, can Mm. you paint my baby? Can you paint my grandmother? Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, "Uh, I don't want to. Mm. (laughs) And for the longest time, I wasn't able to actually understand why I want to paint a specific person and not my cousin's baby, for example. I think it's just if at that current moment, I'm really connected to that person, or there's a certain theme that I want to explore, and I want to work closely with that person, 
then I will approach them and ask if I can like work with them and paint them in a way that best represents their inner self, if that makes sense. So I focus more on painting, not just, oh yeah, that's a person that I know that looks exactly like them, but I actually like working with the subject and asking them like how they want to be presented and what they want the portrait to include in them. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I usually paint people that I'm closer to or people that are willing to do that instead of it be just like, oh, like paint this baby. Right. I keep going to babies. I don't know why. I think it's because a lot of people ask me to paint their children. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to paint your child. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, so so you'd say it's like more like a conversation. Like it's almost like a collaboration with, with your subject. Cool. Yeah, I like to I like to feel like my subject is putting also a part of themselves into the painting. Like right. I know whenever I'm making a self-portrait, it's almost emotional for me because I feel mm-hmm. like I'm putting in a part of myself into the work. And right. so it's important like when you're painting a subject that they feel like they're also a part of it. Yeah. I think it yeah, it connects them to it more. Totally. Yeah, it's definitely there's a lot more layers to it and a lot more power in an image that you know has personality to it rather than just like a painting of a person you know yeah exactly could you maybe give an example of like how you put somebody's personality into a painting yeah so my most recent portrait that I did was of my friend Yonatan and I decided to paint a portrait of him because I've been exploring ways on how I can display the empowerment of being Jewish and how every Jew kind of has a different experience with that. And so for his portrait, he's someone who's very religious, someone who's very open about being Jewish. Mm -hmm. He wears a kippah, which is a yarmulke. So it's very noticeable, like when he's walking on the street, like, oh, he's Jewish. And so he experiences a completely different relationship with his identity than me. And so before I started painting, I like sat down with him and I asked him, okay, how do you want to be presented? Like, what are acts of showing that you're Jewish that empower you? And so we talked about it. So there's a lot of symbols in the painting, like wearing a kippah and wearing tzitzit, which is also, it's another four-cornered garment that you wear. A lot of religious Jews wear it. There's also a chamsa, which is another symbol for like life and protection. And so these are all things that a lot of religious Jews use to like unapologetically show that they're Jewish. Right. And then another thing that I also asked him is if there were any quotes or any people that he looks up to that remind him why it's so important to to show that you're Jewish or why it's so important to be proud of who you are. Mm-hmm. And we talked about what kind of religious figures in the past have said certain things um, made us like consider why it's so important. So I also included some Hebrew text in there. I included some philosophers quotes on the painting. It was kind of like a huge assemblage of things mm-hmm. that he wanted. Cool. That sounds like a very fascinating and, and powerful process that you have. And I'm sure it's like very beautiful for the subject to, to see the final piece. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's stressful. Sometimes it's like, you know why it's stressful? It's because my friends aren't art majors, right? They're not people that always consider ways to visualize their thoughts, Mm -hmm. right? And so I, I would ask 
how would you like to demonstrate empowerment? How would you like to demonstrate your love for Judaism? What are symbols that you think of? And I have had some tough conversations where they're like, I don't know, just mm-hmm. you do it. And right. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is good because it's nice showing people who aren't necessarily creative or artistic that they can be, mm-hmm. I guess. I've had conversations with a lot of, you know, my roommates where they're into sciences and so they think that they can't analyze art or they can't think about art or be creative. And it's like, no, you can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everybody has it in them. I know you briefly touched on how you've been incorporating theater into your artwork. I'm very interested into what that looks like. Can you talk a bit more about that? Yeah, so this is like a more recent thing that I've discovered I was interested in but basically because I write my own music and I literally record in my closet like I (laughs) right now my bedroom is like a recording studio art studio classroom (laughs) so this this past semester I've been recording and writing and I just thought of ways for like where I could visualize this how can I make this into paint if that makes sense so I did that I, I I painted these three like huge paintings that kind of like fell in with the story of my original songs. And that process was extremely difficult (laughs) just because when I write my music, it comes from a very vulnerable, open place, like from Mm -hmm. a place where I don't think I've ever actually expressed that through art or paint before. Right. So when I was able to do that, like when I listened to my songs and then found ways to like visualize the words and translate it into a narrative visually like it was emotional it was like really tough but then I kind of realized that I was really proud of it by Mm -hmm. the end Mm -hmm. so moving forward I realized why should I just limit myself to paint why can't I just create audio to certain paintings and Mm -hmm. just make it more of an immersive experience for the viewers do you have a place where viewers could go to check out your art Yeah, well, everything that I have been painting, it's either on my website, which is elenalevy.com, or on my Instagram, which is also just at elenalevy. But then, yeah, my music is actually, I'm almost done. (laughs) I am almost done. So I'll be releasing my EP in a few weeks actually very exciting (laughs) but I do have one of my singles it's called stuck that is up on Spotify cool that's Um, awesome I didn't know that you also made music yeah I you know for the longest time I just didn't tell anyone like (laughs) (laughs) like I obviously am I'm minoring in theater so people in theater know that I Mm -hmm. like theater and that I sing and that I act or whatever but I never really like promoted my music that much. Right. Because I never, I would just make it and then throw it onto the internet and then not tell anyone. And then just a few months ago, I was like, I should probably take this seriously because I feel (laughs) like I'm onto something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely think you're onto something with the music and the painting combination. That's something I know a lot of people find interesting is the conversation between audio and visual and how an artist can create that. Yeah, thanks. I'm excited to keep working on it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, please do. Are there things that you've learned, particularly from the pandemic 
and having to, you know, switch from always being in a studio and having peers around you, having teachers, and then going to working from home. How has that impacted your artistic process? Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's been, it, it took me quite a long time to adjust to mm-hmm. the change. It took a really long time just because I, I like to step away from my art every so often. Right. Because my least favorite thing in the world, which it shouldn't be, but my least favorite thing in the world is like you, when you're painting is like in the ugly stage. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I, I don't want anyone to look at it when it's in that stage. Mm-hmm. I just want to pretend that stage doesn't exist and just rush through it. And what helps me is just stepping back and not having to look at it for a little bit. And that's like the beauty of having a studio. But because I've been painting in my bedroom, so my painting, they're usually at a very like working stage and then I'll be stuck in my room because there's nowhere else to be. And I'll just have to stare at it. And it's just like daunting. It just Mm -hmm. feels like, it feels like I have this huge task ahead of me. And it's really different when you're stepping in and out of the studio. So that was a huge change. Recently, I've been able to tackle that issue, kind of just tell myself to trust the process, have fun, and not care so much about it being ugly. I think that's like a big issue that I've always had is worrying about my painting being ugly. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, something I've learned is that it doesn't always have to be pretty like paintings can be powerful and they don't have to be aesthetically beautiful all the time (laughs) yeah no that's very true I'm sure in one way kind of working from home is beneficial because you don't have other people looking at your art it's only you looking at your art when it's in the ugly stage Yeah, I mean, I have roommates and they're all very curious. And then so (laughs) they go, oh, how is it? And it's funny because they're not art students. And so Mm -hmm. like my boyfriend wants one of my paintings is in its working stages. And he's very honest. He looks at it, he goes, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, why? Like, which I don't have a problem if you don't like it. Just tell me why I would like to work through this with you. Mm -hmm. And because he's never like been to an art crit before, right? Mm -hmm. He just goes, I just, I don't. It's right. I don't like it. And I was like, why? Is it the colors? Is it the lines? Is it the, like, what is it? <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's always a fun time. It's it's interesting having that conversation with people who don't have the artistic language. Sometimes it can be very difficult. But sometimes they come up with very bizarre answers that I think people with the artistic language can't come up with that. Yeah, exactly. I'm really grateful that I have both. Also, something to note is that like my painting class, I feel like painting three and four, it's essentially the same people, like the same students. I think we as a class have really been able to open up and support each other and provide really helpful feedback, which has helped me a lot, I think. Like, I don't know how I would feel about being in a Zoom class and not being able to discuss the way that our class does. Very important is the relationship to peers and classmates. Yeah, and it's something that I was worried about, you know, something I loved about being in a studio is listening to music with the class and Mm -hmm. walking around and seeing what everyone is doing. And obviously you can't replace that, but I do feel good knowing that everyone in the class, you know, has their camera on and that they're active and participating. Mm -hmm. And it's not because they have to for participation, but it's because we've all as a class, like developed this relationship with each other where we want to know, we want to support each other. 
glad to hear that. Who slash what is it that inspires you to make a piece? Lately, I would say it's a combination between my friends and family. I think that there have been certain moments like throughout the pandemic where I'll just be spending time with my roommates and just feel this gratitude. And it makes me want to create, which is which is a good thing because I think for a very long time, I was creating art from like past trauma or pain that I've ever experienced. And lately I've been able to kind of push through that and see the good good in a lot of the situations I've been in, despite the pandemic, which is mm-hmm. not ideal for anybody. <laughs> but lately, yeah, all of my paintings that I've created this semester, last semester, they're very different in the sense where they are a celebration of the self and the right. people around me that make me who I am, that make me happy to be who I am. Jumping to a different, slightly different topic, what would you say is a project that you have been most proud of? It's hard for me to tell whether I'm proud of this just because this is the project that most people seem to like or it's because I like it the most. Right, yeah. If that makes sense. But I think the project that I made that connects my songs to these paintings, this Mm -hmm. triptych that I made, I am very proud of it because it was very cathartic for me to like experience what I had written in my songs, um, like experience the act of like actually painting those emotions. Like that was crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I am really proud of the results, but it's hard to tell if I'm the most proud of that work just because I know all of my friends and family, that's their favorite work. Right. So I'm trying to think of other things that I've made that I'm proud of, but I, I guess I guess I would say it's that for now. Okay, well, I think we're going to close off pretty soon. Thank you so much for chatting today. It's been really nice to hear a little bit more about your practice. Do you want to maybe just say one tip you have for artists who are currently working at home? I would just suggest to kind of let loose. This is, I think, a good time to step back and not worry about making something that looks perfect Mm -hmm. or necessarily something that means anything at all. Something I loved doing when I was, I'm creating my most current work is just sitting on the floor and just painting with no rules, Mm -hmm. with no obligation for the final work to look like anything. Mm -hmm. And I found that it was so therapeutic and it really, it helped me through this massive burnout that I'm experiencing. It reminded me why I am in art. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people say invest in rest. It's like, Sometimes you don't have time to rest. Mm-hmm. You're a student. You've got work to do. Oh, what I would suggest is when you're doing this work, when you're creating, take this time to create something that kind of just defies the norms. Just do whatever your arm wants to do. You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of value in just being playful and having fun with what you're making. Um, do you want to maybe say where people can find your art once more? Yeah, sure. You can check out my website at elenalevy.com or my Instagram at elenalevy. And then you can also find me on Spotify, elenalevy. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much for having me. This is Yeah, been fun. of course. It's been, been great <laughs> chatting. And thanks for listening to the Interviewing Artist Series. Check us out on our website, juriedartshow.ca and kaleidoscopemag.com or on Instagram at juriedartshow and kaleidoscope underscore UOG, original music by Cam Hind.